still talking about building a church on the inside. Actually, we build a church from everyone involved in the church. All right? It's okay. You, you can amen me. I'll receive them. But, uh, and I'm not saying, you know, appease me. I'm just, you know, let God hear us. We need to let, the church needs to let God hear them. You know, I'm not trying to force anybody to do anything. I'm talking of your own self-expression to the Lord. He needs to hear that. Not that he has to hear it because he, he, don't, he don't have to hear it. But let me tell you, when you express yourself to God, be it in form of worship, be it in form of agreement, fellowship, communion, whatever, he's going to bless. And, and I'll, I'll never uh, not believe that. That's just, I've, seen, I've experienced it too much. I've seen it happen too many times. Uh, and I keep urging and, and stressing the fact of, of demonstrating our appreciation of God through the form of worship and praise. That's not the subject tonight. Um, this is the third lesson. The uh, first one was what? No. I'm going to give you all the test. That's, if you get that and you get 100, if you don't, you fail. First one was what? Respect. Respect, reverence. Number two last week was what? Humility. Humility. Very good. All right. Tonight, we're going to throw four, four, good, four things into one package. It's all in the same bag because it's all connected. Connected to, especially the church. It is the internal energy of the church that produces. Energy produces, right? Spiritual energy produces much, right? Have you discovered that spiritual energy in your own life if you have it, produces much. And the more you energize or are energized, the more you're able to produce. Maybe not in a physical form or of an observable form, but you, you know. You just know that you know that you know. You've been inspired, moved, endued with power from the Holy Spirit as you invest more of yourself into Him and into the works of God. That's what we're about, right? What we're going to discuss tonight actually uh, is adamantly necessary in anything you can involve yourself in. And I'm going to say again, especially the church. The church, if you think of it this way, is God's eternal institution, the only eternal institution that exists on earth. Government's going away, folks. I don't care how big it is. A vast population of this world is going away. And I'm not talking about to a good place. God help, I hate to see anybody end up in an eternity separated from God without Him and in the misery, the pain, and the anguish of hell. That is a reality. That's not the message either. The more we can attune ourselves to doing a better job individually, a purposely and purposeful better job then the effect of that is in, to the entire or the whole four things tonight responsible dependable committed and dedicated they are all chained together and inseparable in the way and by and the means of anything that's going to be successful. If you break the link of any of those, you're going to have eventual disaster. 
or at least failure. I'm going to say them again. Responsible, which leads to responsibility. Dependable, which leads to dependability. Committed, committedness, dedicated to dedication. We're going to break those down and look at them individually. Again, I'm going to ask for comments, questions, discussion. Because we're here to grow, right? Amen. We're here to grow. we got to understand, and I know those are uh, common terms used in the English language all the time, other languages as well, of course. But there's something that we hear fairly often. We're all uh, uh, affected by all four of these, are we not? Either somebody's got it or somebody lacks it. It, it doesn't matter. It affects either way. So is the church. First one, we'll take on responsible. Responsible. What does responsible mean? Let's just take a shot out here and see what you think. What does responsible mean, somebody? All the dictionary where you can turn to the page and say, This is what it means. Oh, in your own opinion. I'm just being humorous. What do you think responsible means? If we don't know what it means, how can we be it? Yeah, come on. One is. You know that. Go ahead, Whitney. Uh, yes. Owning up to your own actions. Good. Good point. Very good. Who else? Somebody. somebody. I, I was going to say. Uh, don't Google it. <laughs> I was going to say, Doing what you're expected. Okay, yeah. Pendable. Not that great, huge of a word, but it has huge, huge, huge consequences either way it goes, either it or lack of it. Matter of fact, without it, things can be devastating. With it, and a huge degree of it, things can be exceptionally wonderful. Let's talk about it. First of all, I mentioned responsibility is a state of being responsible, okay? And really, if we think of it properly, it's in a constant state of being responsible. Do we all fail at times? Of course we do. And when I say state of, I'm not talking about it. It's 100% all the time, all the time, because we are humans and we're subject to failure. But God calls us to constant and continual improvement of self talking about building the church on the inside right there are people on the inside of churches and I'm not saying this to be uh, derogatory or, or hurtful or anything like that first thing there's people on the inside of churches some have less knowledge than others have those with much knowledge are supposed to be supplying those with less knowledge of the knowledge of heaven I'm talking biblical knowledge the other thing or the other, there's other definitions of responsible, but we're going to touch on the main ones. It means having an obligation to do something. Now, I won't think church and all this. Keep, keep your head on church. Church functions. Church, uh, how dependable can a church be? Only as dependable as 
those in that church and as the leaders of that church, whatever capacity they may feel. We've all seen through history great failures by some church leaders who were not responsible in their decisions or their actions. We see others thank God for great success because they are very responsible. They're consciously responsible that everything they do means something. Every word they say means something. Every action they make means something. And a lot more. It means recognizing one's duty and carrying out something. Maybe that's the big one. Recognizing one's duty and carrying out something. Something what? Something anything. But again, we're talking church. What does the church carry out? Our own will? Our own thoughts? Our own opinions? Our own constructs? No, whose is it? It's God's, right? Before we can do anything, we have to be dependable unto God. Individually and as a whole. And instruction and education and knowledge is for the purpose, and that's what I'm doing tonight. Not to beat and batter anybody, but to bring information towards all of us. I'm putting myself, I'm up here speaking, but I put myself out here with all of you. We learn as we go. I've told you before, I learn from your comments. I learn from what you have to say. I, I take that in. I ingest it. I digest it. I, I process it. Recognizing one's duty and carrying out something. Folks, this, this doesn't just apply to church. It applies to everything you'll do in life. Everything. Also, having control or care over someone as a part of one's job or role. Teachers. Helps. Assistants. Associates. Prayer warriors. Church is full of different positional, maybe they're not seen so much as positions, but positional assignments. In a small church, most of them, some larger churches, most of those are voluntary. It means you don't get paid for it. But if it's carried out with thought and conscience of dependability, of self, towards the purpose, the true purpose that we're here, there's great reward at the end of this thing. Any thoughts so far before I continue? There's definitions and then there's something that I've come on to and I realize more and more. There's definitions and, and they're fine and good, but there are true meanings. True meanings. I'm still on responsible. True meaning is this. You do the things you are supposed to do and accept the results of your actions or lack of actions. Good. Come on. I need to read that again. Did you get it? I know some of you are right, and I'll be glad to repeat it. Yes. Raise your hand. I'll be glad to do that. You do the things you are supposed to do. 
and accept the results of your actions or lack of action and be the one. You still got to be responsible, right? You can't shut the blame. How much of that do we see? Oh, goodness. You know why the government can't get anything done? Because they're constantly blaming each other. That's not productive. Being dependable is also willing to accept the blame. Taking it to yourself. Dealing with it. Can you read that one more time? Yes, ma'am. You do the things you are supposed to do and accept the results of your actions or lack of action. Now I want you again, I'm going to keep saying, keep comparing this to the workings of the church. church. Again, though this fits any mode of life you might find yourself in, a lot of facets of life, this fits in all of them. It would do well for the whole world to hear what, not necessarily what I'm presenting, but what God has given me to deliver. It's in a terrible shape because of lack of all four of these things. And I'll get to that here in a minute. There's more. Doing what you have been required to do. Assigned to and expected to do. Do we see any fault in that anywhere? I'll read it again. I'm going to give you time to write. Doing what you have been required to do. Required. Do we have any requirements as Christians, as a church? Or is it kind of a free-for-all, take what you want to and leave the rest? No, we are required to fulfill the Word of God, right? Amen. If you're a Christian, you got to believe that. you got to know it. Doing what you have been required to do, assigned to, and expected to do. If you're assigned to do something, then you're expected to do it, right? Amen. Huh? Amen. Do you know the world fails because of the lack of this very thing? Amen. We're in in a society today that this just isn't the thing. Don't don't try to tell me anything to do. I don't want any responsibility. It creates a mess. So can it in the church. We're not immune just because we're the church. Matter of fact, we're probably the biggest target there is because we obviously know why. If you can corrupt the inside, you can pretty much shut the mission down. And I've already said it. Also seriously, seriously and sincerely accepting the blame for something you've done or haven't done. Let's say it a little different way. It means the same thing. As I mentioned, failing to be responsible. And I want you to think about that word. I've defined it. Failing to be responsible on the part of many people is very well one of society's major downfalls and continues to plummet because of that very thing. And because it is society is suffering as a whole see I'm not saying everybody in society is failing in this I'm talking about those that are assigned or elected and I said that for a reason Uh we need to be conscious when we go to the poll and vote who are we voting for I'm not politicizing this but common sense 
We have a tremendous lack of dependability in the government of the United States today, and I'm talking in the whole conglomerate. That's also trickled down the pipe to about every area of government you can possibly even imagine or know. When it suffers as a whole, and, and this is found everywhere, let me name some, relationships. What happens when dependability leaves relationships? They don't last long, does it? Well, it comes, it comes apart. Things start happening to dismantle because there's no dependability there. Either on one's part or everybody's part or some's part. It, 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 it all has the same result. Leadership. You ever think about how many leaders in whatever degree and whatever capacity from the top all the way down? Leaders in business, leaders in institutions, leaders in education, leaders in politics, leaders in everything. You ever think about how many leaders there are in this land alone? It's uncountable. Oh, I'm sure you can count it, but it would take a while. Think about if every one of those had no responsibility whatsoever and didn't care if they did or not. But what if the church did? Didn't care if they were responsible or not. Folks, I keep saying what the world has trickles into the church. The effect of the world trickles into the church if we allow it to trickle into the church. Now, there's something we can do about it where we don't have to allow that. We grow in God. And to grow in God, sometimes you've got to move your own selfish, stinking opinion out of the way and get God's Word in you and understand what He's talking about, what His true purpose is, that we can carry on the mission. Dependably. Hmm. How about workplaces? You go to work, nobody there dependable. What's that going to become? First thing, somebody going to get hurt for moving machinery. If there's dangerous things, somebody's probably going to die. What about the church? There's dangerous things in the church. He's called the devil and demons. They, they come in. We don't like that. They'll come in if we let them. If we're fulfilling our assignment properly, we keep them out by the spiritual ability that we have, the responsibility that we recognize. We don't just come to church to kick up dust on a Sunday and say, look what we've done. That's not what we're called to do. We're called to be responsible. Sometimes being responsible ruffles our own feathers. I'm going to get to these other topics in a minute, which definitely connect and associate with what I just said. Anybody got a comment, thought right now? You can add to my thoughts, that's okay. I know I miss things. I don't emphasize things like me. Maybe you can pump something else into it that'll strengthen it a little bit. Anybody got a thought? Because I'm going to keep moving rapidly, but I do want to give you an opportunity. Anybody? Brother Kenny, go ahead. You know, we're supposed to put God first in all things. And at times, uh, on the dependability, I'm leaning more toward work than I am God. So, I mean, I need to work on that. Yeah. God first, above all things. Yeah. You know, let me say this, though. You have to determine 
if it's intentional or if it's required. You have required dependability to your employee. And I don't know particularly what you're talking about, I don't need to know, but we all have other things that we have to be responsible for. But all in all, we can be responsible for God wherever we're at. Amen. We can't leave our responsibility in the building when we leave here on Sunday or after tonight. It's got to go with us. This isn't a check-in and check-out thing. Check responsibility and check it out back and forth. You keep it. And we're going to get to how you keep it here in a minute. This isn't something you can just snap your fingers and all of a sudden you've got it. We've had about three or four generations that sadly have not been taught this very much at all, and that's why we're where we're at right now. Thank God for parents who teach their children the right things in the right ways and what this really means. And Amen. you can start this at a young age. Amen. You don't have to wait till they get college age. If you wait till they get college age, you're done lost. Because yeah. yeah. when they get in that, A lot of people that are not dependable in teaching your children the concepts and the principles of God. I'll just say that. Go ahead. That was actually my point was just responsibility and fatherhood and motherhood. Yes. Being responsible as a parent to your children. And you know, I can I can tell a lot of stories about the learning process and when I was in my late twenties and I got these babies and I learned a lot of lessons. I learned a lot of lessons about uh, where I belonged as a father, what my place was. Um, I was I was shown directly, which this is me personally, but I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to force this on anyone else. I always had a habit of, you know, leave me alone after work. Let me go do what I want to do. Y'all go do whatever you want. And I almost looked at that as like pride. I was proud of that because I could provide that. And y'all just go have fun and then do whatever. God showed me, it's like, your responsibility is to be with your family. That's the father's responsibility. You stick with them. So whatever they're doing, you need to be doing the same thing. Good. And I realized over the years that fatherhood and motherhood, most of the time is doing things you just don't want to do. Absolutely. But that's responsibility. Mm -hmm. It is. And and that has led us to where we're at now with you know with our kids and we're always going everywhere and we're doing all these things. But it all comes from lessons from way back. Mm -hmm. That you guys stick together. You're a unit. You stick together as a unit. Yeah. Right. Well responsibility is, is sometimes not doing what I want to do, but what I am required to do. Required to do. When we start and start doing every time what we want to do, I'm gonna tell you it's a wrestle with the flesh, folks. Flesh don't like being responsible. That's why I said what I said a moment ago about it. It's kind of a, a procedure. It's something that we have to grow into or grow, let grow in us. Yes. When you uh, go into somebody else's workplace that you work, go to church with, I walked into somebody's workplace to get something, and I said, where is this person? And they knew who I was talking about, and they started talking about where we went to church. That is a great place to work at when you walk into somebody's workplace. They start talking about where we went to church. Yeah. And they, Kenny Lane, mm -hmm. when I went in and asked where Kenny was, and they start talking about where we went to church. Mm -hmm. That gives you a warm heart. Yeah, sure does. You know, that in a big way includes, is included in what I'm talking about. 
That's a developed thing. That doesn't happen to chance. No. It happens because people are responsible and know and realize they make a difference and they're all the time affecting other people, good or bad. Good or bad. Yeah, but that wonderful reputation that I guess that you're that we, talking yeah. about, that's what reaches out to people. Go, yeah. That compelling thing. It's not a forceful beating, but just a, a compelling, you know, that draws. Yeah. All these things. Right. Okay. Um, let me say this. This just. And again, I realize this. This has happened a lot, and I'm not. I'm not trying to put salt in wounds or open old wounds or anything at all. Uh, when I say this, but one of the major reasons that marriages fall apart, especially in Western culture in this country, is because neither party, the wife or the husband, will take the time or the energy to try to find out what their role in marriage is, to be responsible in that, because sometimes that's just not appealing to our flesh in the way we want things to be. But when you Invest your energy and your time in finding that out. You will be so rewarded. I mean, talk about adopting it and putting it into motion, which is a process. It greatly enhances that relationship because you have become responsible enough to want to be that good husband or that good wife or that good mom or that good dad. And when I say good, I'm talking about godly. Godly. Okay. So speaking of all of this, and I keep saying church, if it be the case with society that's deteriorating and falling apart because of the lack of responsibility, uh, why should one think that it's not going again to affect the church if it if it's allowed and not and not and practice is not even the good word because we're going to get to something here that it actually is. It's not a practice. It becomes part of us when we become responsible. Comments? I'm going to ask as I go along. If not, I'll keep moving. Again, because the church is made up of people. What's the opposite of responsible? What's the word? Anybody know? What? Irresponsible. Irresponsible. Complete negative. Responsible to the assignment, to the call, to the position, to the purpose, or irresponsible. Two extremes at the far ends of the spectrum each. One is super productive and successful. The other were super destructive and bound for failure. We're still talking about building church on the inside. These things that we talk about, and I consider them, uh, at times, they get pretty coarse and pretty raw, and I don't apologize for that. I think I've always learned best from the hard learning. You know, we learn things as go along. It's pretty easy. Man, it's those hard lessons that really radiate resonate with us. And I think that's the way it is with God's Word. If we take it like He means it, you know, sometimes we've we got to give God permission to admonish us. 
God, he'll do it. He might, he might not have to have your permission, but he will do it. But, but we get, we've got to say, okay, God, what, what do I need here? Where am I wrong? Go ahead. Show me. Sometimes that can be abrasive. Sometimes it can be, be hurtful. But it's never damaging. God's admonishment is never damaging. Now, he has wrath and judgment, of course, but I'm talking about his admonishment is meant to correct us and steer us back into the proper course of the cause sure. and the purpose. Yeah, go ahead. No, oh, love. okay. All right. Do you know this? Now, nature has its ways, and God created all that. Works synchronized wonderfully most of the time until man meddles with it. Think about this. Man is the only creature on earth that God entrusted to be responsible. Out of all of his creation. Entrusted to be responsible. When did that happen? Exactly. Adam and Eve. How did it happen? What did God tell them? Go and do what? Multiply. Multiply. Replenish the earth. Take care of the earth. This is your assignment. This is what you are going to do. What I gather out of those scriptures is it was explicit. It didn't, he didn't ask them their opinions. He didn't say, well, what do you think about it? Do you want to change it? No. This is, he said, this is what you're going to do. Do you know humans, the flesh, people hate to be told what to do? They despise it. That's why we have so many problems getting people to learn and realize and recognize and understand. Oh, if it's wonderful stuff, well, we'll just suck it right in and applaud and everything. But man, when something tough hits us right between the eyes, mmm. See, we've got to learn to get past that too. That's called responsibility. Yeah. To accept the tough licks just as well as I can accept those sweet ones. Because sure. God comes with some tough licks sometimes. Yeah. That's why there's scriptures. Absolutely, I can factually enforce this and base it off of be responsible to leaders Paul in Romans calls it out be responsible to, to government as long as their laws are not contrary to God's will he also calls them you know, the people and, and I'm not trying to put myself on the pedestal or lift myself up above anybody but be responsible for those that are trying to teach you properly and bring the word of God to you that you may succeed and grow and, and be informed and be responsible that you can reach no limit. I've often wondered who on earth is responsible for reaching most souls? Have you ever wonder that? Wonder what who it is? We are. It's the church in general, Christian, but any one person, not that they're looking for notoriety. I just kinda always wondered that. But I can tell you, whoever it is they're a person that's absolutely responsible for the cause and for the purpose. Who wins? Nobody. They're rough row. Who wins? Nobody. 
Folks, we got to say it. Say it loud. Who is it? Irresponsible. Is it hard to witness to somebody? Is it hard to be nice to somebody? Well, <laughs> nowadays it seems like nobody's nice hardly anymore. It's our responsibility to be nice to people yes, and welcoming to people and loving to people and compassionate to people and serving others yes. instead of self. Amen. Amen. If you're a self-server, you don't have an ounce of responsibility living in your being. I'm going to tell you. If you're all about self, you might as well dump it. Because self-serving never gets anywhere in the Word of God. It's serving Him first and then serving others before self. Can you tell someone that? Mm. Ouch, 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 ouch. I've heard sometimes. How do you tell someone that, though? What's that? It's like if you have a co-worker that is the whole self-serving, how do you tell someone that they're not going to get anywhere in life? I mean... Most of the time, sadly, it's after they crash and finally realize it yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the hardest people to talk to, to try to convince them and make them understand the way they are. Pray for them. That's it. Pray for them. God help them, convict them, show them. And, and, and be careful of being, you know, we can get judgmental and we can start getting off track. But if it's, it's so obvious, you know, and, and usually it is, just pray for them. God help them. Pray for them because you're never really going to succeed in trying to get them to uh, confess that they are that. So, okay. Back to the man being the only creature that God created that that uh, He gave those entrusted to be responsible. Uh, we've already expressed where that come from. Uh, think about this. We talk about them going and replenishing the earth. What if they failed in that assignment? I'm going to tell you what happened. We wouldn't be here. It's that simple. I know Adam and Eve messed up royally. We messed up royally. Don't look at Adam and Eve, and you know they're the battering. It's just, you know, yes, they're, they're, they are responsible for the fall of mankind in a bad way, a wrong way. But I said that to say this: look at what responsibility creates, and look at what irresponsibility brings about. back to the church and building a church on the inside of all institutions on earth the church should be filled with people who understands what it means to be responsible if they don't find out and this is an explanation thing again it's tough to try to convince somebody that knows everything uh, that they're wrong uh, but I'm talking about nurturing people and helping them grow in the area of responsibility starting uh, in their individual life their relationship with God first of all you got to be responsible in your relationship with God or you're not going to get anywhere it can't be hit and miss it can't be up and down back and forth and it, 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 you got to get that right and then you got to be responsible in your other relationships this this thing's huge. I mean, we, we, we don't realize it, but we walk in it every day. We walk in responsibility every day. Can anybody here show up at work whenever you want to? 
Don't even show up at work. Just show up on Friday and just go get your check. How does that work for you? But isn't it strange the church can think we don't have to be responsible. We don't have to show up. We'll just go get our reward one of these days. God's so gracious, he's just going to give it to us anyway. It should be filled with people who understand what it means to be responsible, to be those who are responsible in carrying out responsibility. To the extreme not just a little bit not just now and then here and there to the extreme makes a difference in, all, in the whole life uh, instead of shucking it and leaving the assignments to somebody else or passing the buck which happens a lot somebody else will do it I don't have to be responsible just somebody else will do it I don't have to show up it don't matter I expressed this in the get-go of two, two Wednesdays ago. This series on building a church on the inside. Again, a larger facility is coming. A larger congregation will come. More duties will come. More assignments will come. Greater expectations going to come about what's that going to require larger more and greater responsibility see we got to get on board now we can't wait till the key goes in the door oh we didn't know this yeah I say yeah you did because I told you this is trying to nurture people into this this Holy Spirit venture is trying to nurture people into the knowledge and recognition there's responsibility that's going to be required absolutely necessary we can't leave the responsibility on a handful of people and expect the growth to be successful now the only alternative to that that I've seen is just go pluck somebody off the street that we don't know come here from Sikkim about say come in here and go teach this class or go do that you know how protective I am about people getting on this platform do I need to tell you why? because they're influence. Oh, I've had people ask. And I'll tell you why. People are not going to get up here in a worship format that have all kinds of issues going on in their life and try to lead people. Because they're going to, it's going to be unsuccessful. Now, that's the explanation. That's outside. Some might have wondered that. Why can't so-and-so do this? Why can't so-and-so do that? I don't apologize for that. That's called protection. Protection of the body. We'll get to that. When people mature and people show me and others here, leaders, that they're capable and responsible, we'll definitely move to that. It's called responsibility. Responsibility. Knowing how I'm supposed to look, how I'm supposed to act, how I'm supposed to do this, do that. See, when there's obvious signs that there's progress in that, then I can do something with that. Brother Tanner can do. Others can do. Teachers can do. And I, I asked them to follow suit in this. We can't just land anybody in a position just because they show up. Responsible. 
positions must have responsibility of the people in those positions. Okay. Uh, that's not just a name or a badge with a nameplate we can put on. I'm Mr. or Mrs. Responsible. It doesn't work that way. A lot of people identify by whatever they can make you believe they are. Don't always believe what somebody says they are. Because you will be greatly deceived sometimes and probably worse than that. Uh, it's something, responsibility is something that begins with understanding what it is. If you don't understand what it is, how can you be it again? So I urge you, take what I'm giving you tonight. Some of you have written this down. Some of you are very good at retaining it in your thoughts and your memory. Take it because I've given the definition and we're still, we've still got territory to cover here. Um, it's about growing it. Growing in responsibility. Determining where you're weak. Be willing to fix that. Or if need be, ask God to fix it. Uh, that's another responsibility. Be responsible enough to go to God when you need to. Uh, don't fail with the sole thought that you can fix everything. Sometimes we need God's fixing. But many times we can fix ourselves. That's really where it begins. Uh, actually, this is the word I said I'm going to get to here in a little bit. Actually, what responsibility is and being responsible, this is it right here. It absolutely has to be developed into one's character. We've been talking about character in all three of these lessons. It's got to be developed into your character. You can't just wear it again. You can't just say I am. You can't just talk about it. You can't put a billboard on you again that I'm I'm responsible. It has to be become part of your character, which is entirely possible. Say, so, well, I'm somewhat responsible. Grow it. <coughs> Grow it. Pay attention to yourself. So that's really all it requires. You know, self's the hardest person in the world to pay attention to. As long as you're in the mirror, you can pay attention to yourself. But what James say, when you walk away from that mirror, you forget who you was. Because you got to look in here. If you really want to find out who you are, you got to look in this heart right here. Amen. And that takes some time, it takes some involvement, and it takes some energy. The mirror don't work when it comes to this. Likewise, this is a proven. Other people can tell how dependable or how or how uh, responsible or how irresponsible you are. Read you like a book. All they got to do is watch your actions. Are people watching the church's actions? Are people watching every member of the church's actions? Yeah, at some point. Some, maybe all the time. Is that compelling? Bring them in? If it's irresponsibility? Probably not. Because they identify with that. But they see responsible people. Responsible people that do what they say they do and live like they say they live. They see that. Huge. Responsibility results in success. Irresponsibility results in defeat or failure. Responsibility, moving to the next one, ties to dependability. Being dependable. Responsible, now we're going to see what dependable is. Because they're connected. Everybody go like this with me. Just a little child's lesson. 
you know, in Ecclesiastes, Solomon declares that a threefold cord is not easily broken. A cord, absolute accord, cannot be broken. A cord is everybody operating, operating in harmony and unity and togetherness, which brings in into this a greater strength and greater power. People that are responsible together have greater strength and greater power, and I'm talking spiritual. God identifies with that. God honors that. God rewards that. How does responsibility tie to being dependable? Because before one can be dependable, they have to be responsible. If you're not responsible, you can't be dependable. You're not going to be. Let's talk about that. What do you think dependable means? If you're dependable, what are you? What? Responsible, yes. Somebody you can count on without any question. There you go. Don't even have to think about it. You just know. Now, don't start naming names or negative or positive. How many of you can really say, I know somebody like that? Good. Excellent. Makes a difference, doesn't it? Makes a difference to know you can count on somebody. Makes a difference to know you can count on your wife. The wife can count on her husband, or children can count on their parents, or family can count on family, or church can count on church. Come on. Dependable. It means trustworthy and reliable. Definitional. Trustworthy and reliable. As he said, can always, not just once in a while, not just sometimes, can always be counted on. Folks, these are the defining terms between world and Christian. The absolute Christian definition is this, right? Here. <coughs> Giving reliable service and loyal to the cause assigned to and agreed upon. How many of, them, of you, when you got saved and you came before the Lord and you confessed and made Him Savior? How many of you done that? How many of you made Him Lord? What did we do when we did that? Are we coming, becoming responsible? What's a, who's a Lord? Lord of our life. Are we responsible in that? Or is it just a fancy religious term? Something I will fancily done. One time. See, when you make Jesus Lord, you make him Lord for the rest of your life and your eternity. That's why we are called to the cause and to the purpose of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. To represent him, to reflect him, to be responsible, to be dependable, to him first and to others second to our body of believers and I've had many people tell me that come here sadly but joyfully at the same time I'm closer to my church family than I am my own family why is that? a lot of the time it's because family's not responsible they're not dependable Amen. if you're not responsible and not dependable you're probably greatly lacking in a thing called love because it associates 
These all have love wrapped all around them, all four of them. They're requirements. If we're going to love right, we've got to be responsible and we've got to be dependable. For the greatest love that ever was. Dependable person is one who stands firm in what they agreed to do. Stands firm in what they pledged to be, what they pledged to do. Even if it means sacrificing themselves to fulfill their commitment. What's that mean to you, somebody? Even if it means sacrificing yourselves to fulfill your commitment. What's that mean? What's a commitment? Oh, that's the third. Commitment. That's the third subject. So we need to talk about that. Somebody want to answer? What in the world is a commitment? Again, we live in a society that doesn't much know what commitments are anymore. To anybody or anything. What if that happens in the church? What if the church allows this junk to infiltrate and all of a sudden we're irresponsible, we're undependable, and we're not committed? What do we think is going to happen? Failure. No success. Worst of all, we're not fulfilling our commitment to God that we more or less promised Him when we received His Son Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Hmm. Commitment. Okay. What's commitment? Somebody tell me. Very good. Very good. It's being committed to the cause that one has been dependent upon to do. It has other associative descriptions here. I don't want to read these. It's feeling dedication and loyalty to a cause. I keep saying cause and purpose all night long here. Feeling, dedication, and loyalty to a cause, an activity, a job, an assignment. The true meaning, and I said true meaning again, and this is two words that sums it all up. Wholeheartedly dedicated. Are you wholeheartedly dedicated? Answer yourself. Are you divided every which way you know? Who are we called to be dedicated to first? We've said this all the time. Who are we supposed to be dedicated to first? I know we have families. I know we have jobs. I know we have all kinds of other things. But who are we biblically called to be dedicated to first? God. Committed to Him first. You notice that I haven't used any scriptures tonight? Anybody notice that yet? Let me tell you why. Because everything we're talking about is cover to cover. Amen. It's all this. That's why we need to read it. That's why we need to understand it. That's why we need to realize what God's saying to us. If all four of these are entirely through the complete Bible. Multiple, multiple, multiple instances. That's why I didn't pick particular verses tonight because there's so many. 
I was inspired to get the defining terms out and abroad where people could receive them and digest them and let them begin to work on them. And I'm not saying anybody here is faulty. I'm not declaring that, that you're guilty. But there's always room for growth, especially when we're talking about having more responsibility that we're going to have to be taken care of down the road here a little ways. And we, that's an involvement. I realize that. It requires energy. It requires strength. It requires time. It requires effort. That's all responsibility. It's all, it's all called being dependable. Now we're looking at committed. Continuing on. Man. We're on time here. Let me get through this one. Biblical commitment. Now I gave you the definition Webster's, Miriam Webster, some others. Biblical commitment implies this. Very interesting. Commitment is that certain decisions are made in advance. Well, we got to know what it is before we can commit to it, right? Anybody ever had faith? No. If you step out in faith, what are you stepping into? The unknown, right? You don't step into the known when you step into faith. You step into the unknown. You're utilizing and exercising your faith out into that which you know not what yet. Yeah. Commitment comes before what you might see. Does that make sense? Everybody get that? Why is that important? Because if you have to wait until you see something to be committed to it, biblically, spiritually, then you're going to miss out on a whole lot. Instead of stepping out in faith that I'm going to go ahead and commit myself to your purpose and your cause, God, even though I don't know yet what it is or where I'm going or what I'm going to do. God is looking for commitment before we see it. He's got a purpose. He's got a cause. Regardless of the circumstances or outcome. Ooh. Regardless of the circumstances or the outcome. Commitment is honoring Christ. Whatever the pain, whatever the sacrifice, and whatever the cost. What about a church? If a church is doing that, what do we got? First thing, they've already got the first two in place. This next one is the next step. You cannot be committed until you're responsible and dependable. Because you've got to be responsible and dependable before you can ever, before you see it, go ahead and commit to it. We could say responsible in faith, dependable in faith. Oh, I got a new phone, I'm sorry, and I've been having trouble with it. Let me, Misty's going to have to show me how to do this. Let me see if I can try to get it to hush here. Excuse me just a minute. Hey, it did it that time. 
Committed people are constantly assigning themselves new goals. Listen to this. Constantly assigning themselves new goals. They're never satisfied with what has been or what I did do because they're so compelled to keep going because they're committed to the cause and to the purpose. They strive to push themselves and their boundaries further. Why is that? Truly committed people. This is what they're... Why is that? They realize the value of what they've done. Realize the value and, the, and there's joy in, as they go, as they keep pushing, as they keep pressing, as they keep advancing. I like to refer to it as adventuring. They see it as an adventure. Commitment is an adventure. They work hard out of habit and out of loyalty to the cause. Mm. Loyalty to the cause. What's loyalty to the cause? I've said that several times. What is it? What do you think that is? Further the kingdom. That's the cause. Bring more people into the kingdom. They're industrious about it. They're committed. Nobody can stop them. You know what else they don't have? The plan B. They don't need one. Because they're committed. They're going to get it done. You can't fight them off with a stick. I mean, they're going to do it. They are mentally and spiritually wired to work hard toward the purpose of their assignment. Folks, I still like one more and we can either dismiss or save one. We'll keep, who's, who's all in to keep... Wait, no, let me okay. finish. Let me okay, finish. go ahead. Because I want to take my time. Okay. On the next one. Okay. Oh, that makes right. sense. We'll do that. We'll do that next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's more to come. Uh, let's conclude here with thoughts, comments. What you think? Pastor, I kind of see uh, all of it wrapped up too as accountability. Hold yourself accountable for those as well as sometimes having to hold other people let me say this back enough to being dedicated um, dedicated and committed people uh, this came to me and I thought it was, it's kind of humorous but it's very true uh, they're not slackers, lackers and packers you ever seen anybody pack their bags and leave because they didn't like it they didn't want to be these things they're not slackers, they don't shove it off to somebody else they don't lack they're always seeking for more. Not for themselves, but to convey and share. Um, they're fully devoted and to invest in themselves into the cause. Okay, we're going to close up right there. Anybody else got a comment or a question or anything? I think in, in all of it, too, I mean, to be responsible and dependable, for sure, you have to be obedient. Oh, a massive amount of obedience, yes. You, you have to discipline self first make self obedient or you're never going to arrive at even the start and that's a problem with a lot of people they just don't want to go there or get there and they just let it go and then what we got we got irresponsible undependable uncommitted people but again this is all working towards another day that's coming 
And I believe I've been referring to this as preparation for a long, long time, even way back when I was teaching and preaching on preparing for the, the coming of the Lord, preparing for the hard times, preparing. You know, we don't know what time's going to bring us. We have no idea till it gets here. But we've got to commit ourselves to faith that we're going to progress for the Lord regardless. And this is so often biblically, it proves it multiple times. We've got to step out past what we can see into what God's got waiting. Okay. All right. Nobody else? Please. I'd just like to point out that uh, all those things nowadays are extremely rare. Absolutely. I'm seeing that. We, we see the exact opposite. Uh, I don't think we should all have a desire and a drive and a hunger to obtain those things. You know, obviously for the glory of God, but but there should be like this this healthy kind of pride, like, hey, I yeah. want that. that well, that goes back to that achieving, constantly achieving, going after it. Because yeah. if you keep going after it, you're going to get more. Right. That's God. But if you don't have any interest, which all, all, lack of interest in any of this, don't expect a whole lot from God. Exactly. Uh, that's the way it is. Okay. Y'all understand? We'll dismiss them. Thank y'all for your comments, your uh, input. I thoroughly enjoyed this, and I, I've uh, really been impacted by by this whole three Wednesdays of series. And there's more to come. Uh, I don't know yet when this particular these sessions are going to cease. I don't know yet. I'll keep going until I'm inspired otherwise. Uh, but anyway, I think we're getting some good food here. Holy Spirit's providing us what we need. So let's be in tune and attentive and, and charging on. If you're weak in these areas, just simply you know put that in your prayer life. God help me. Uh, if, if you've had past predicaments because you haven't meant hey God forgive ask God forgive me Lord but Lord at the same time replenish me God uh, if I got to start new or start all over then God help me with this uh, he brings us to realization so much time where we can start the process ourselves yeah. by coming to him and then putting our effort to it okay we'll dismiss tonight and uh, I guess I'll ask Brother Lake if you would to dismiss us brother Father Lord, what an awesome word tonight, Lord. Lord, we're grateful, Father Lord, for what you're preparing us for, Lord. Lord, that you have, uh, have taken upon yourself, Lord, to, to instruct us and give us the tools needed, Father Lord, to, to approach this and approach you, Lord, in an honorable way. Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, God, Lord, for these brothers and sisters, Lord. I pray that they're all blessed in their lives, Lord. You know the the, the fine details of, of of where we're all weak and where we're strong, God, Lord. I pray that it's made known to every one of us individually, God. Lord, and you instill in us, Lord, a desire and a passion and a strength to fight for those things, God, Lord, that the world wants nothing to do with, Lord. Lord, we're so grateful, Lord. Pray for all these people, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.